Davidson. Dole Davidson and all of us here at Water of Life Church would like you to join us as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's begin with prayer. Father, I thank you. Let the power of my Lord be great. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. We're going to open the program with two great songs. We're going to have the sweet 16 minister to us, I shall not be moved. And then we're going to have the Water of Life Quartet, and they're going to sing Let Out of Bondage. Set your heart on God. Get your heart on God, on not on the things of the world, and minister to Him. Goodbye. 
promised to lead his children out of bondage. He said he'd free them from Pharaoh's evil hand. He said he'd guide and protect them on their journey and lead them to the promised land. God said there was slain some pizza plans, so God took Moses by the hand. He said, Moses, tell Pharaoh to set them free. Well, Moses wanted a way to get out, cause in his mind he's beginning to doubt. Said, oh, though Pharaoh, he ain't gonna listen to me. The Lord said, son, throw down that rod. And Moses did, he cried to God, cause it turned to a snake, his evil and wicked as sin. Then he cried again with an awful wail, but the Lord said, seize him by the tail. So Moses did, and it turned to a rod again. God promised to lead his children out of bondage. He said he'd free them from Pharaoh's evil hand. He said he'd guide and protect them on their journey and lead them to the promised land. The Lord said, Moses, I've got power. I'll be with you every house. And I'll tell Pharaoh to set my children free. So Moses did, and the Lord helped out. He sent the flames to the land about. So Pharaoh told him to go and let them be. They started out with a cloud that day and a fire by night to lead the way until Pharaoh suddenly decided to change his mind. He gathered together his soldier band, got all the chance throughout the land, said, I'll let the Israelites go some other time. God promised to lead his children out of bondage. He said he'd free them from Pharaoh's evil hand. He said he'd guide and protect them on their journey and lead them to the promised land. When they came to the banks of the old red sea, they turned to Moses and started to flee. So Moses fell to his knees right there in the sand. And the Lord said, Moses, trust in God. All you gotta do is raise that rod, and over these mighty waters stretch forth your hand. So Moses followed the Lord's command, and the waters parted, and there in the sand they saw a path that led to the other shore. When the ground was dying, they passed on through, though Pharaoh's army thought they would too. But the waters fell, they had never been seen no more. God promised to lead his children out of bondage. He said he'd free them from Pharaoh's evil hand. He said he'd guide and protect them on their journey and lead them to the promised land. God promised to lead his children out of bondage. He said he'd free them from Pharaoh's evil hand. He said he'd guide and protect them on their journey and lead them to the promised land. God promised to lead his children out of bondage. He said he'd free them from Pharaoh's evil hand. He said he'd guide and protect them on their journey and lead them to the promised land. And lead them to the promised land. And lead them to the promised land. When I was about 20 years old, I entered the charismatic movement. I went to some of the churches of the charismatics. I heard for the first time that God actually did miracles. I didn't see any, and there weren't any in my life, but that was the first time that I really heard that God did miracles today. Well, let's fast forward until about October of, of this last year. I was going on the sea shortwave radio to the Middle East for the first time. You know what? The devil didn't really like that. And I got an attack in my mouth like something I had never seen. The first thing that happened was my mouth filled with sores. It hurt to swallow. It hurt to eat. They were everywhere. 
The next thing that happened was my upper and lower jaw started to get some pain. And the next day, I woke up and it looked like I had been chewing on a golf ball. The bottom left hand of my jaw was swollen, real swollen. You could see it. It hurt. There was a lot of pain. And by evening time came, about the third or fourth day, I was in real pain. And then you add on top of that a headache, and I was nauseous. It was not a good day. Two o'clock in the morning, I went downstairs, and I went into our downstairs bathroom. I closed the door so that I wouldn't wake anybody up. And I started to pray. It took me about an hour. But when I came out of that bathroom, there was no pain. There was no headache. There was no nausea. There was no sores in my mouth. There, the swelling had almost completely gone, and it was gone by morning. There was no more pain. What happened in that bathroom that changed my situation? I had the resurrected power of Jesus come to my aid, and I was healed. What did that for me. What made me that time different from when I was back in the charismatic movement, longing, longing, looking to see the power of God? I will show you what God has shown me through an apostle and prophet that makes, that allows that resurrection power to work in me. I'm going to show you today. I want you to turn with me to Romans 1:16. This verse, this verse, 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Let's look at it again. For I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed to trust in it. I am not timid to hang on to it. I am not afraid to use it. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, of the gospel of Christ. Look what Paul is saying here. I am not ashamed. I am not afraid to trust in the gospel of Christ, the gospel. Don't forget that word, the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, For it, the gospel, is, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. When you were in school, you had mathematical equations. A equals B plus C. Remember that? A, the gospel, equals, is the power of God. That is where the power is came from that healed my mouth. Now, what is the gospel? What is the gospel? You know what I love about God? He has every definition of every word that you need to follow him in the Bible. You don't have to go to Webster's Dictionary. You don't have to go to five different concordances, and you don't have to get 16 different commentaries to know what God wants you to know. It's in the book. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 15. So now we know the gospel is the power of God. Now we got to know what the gospel is. Well, it too is defined in the Bible. 
1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. This is Paul speaking. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. Paul, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you. Paul preached it. Do you see? Paul preached it. Which I preached unto you, which also you have received. They had to receive it. Paul had to preach it, and they had to receive it. Which also you have received, and wherein you stand. What do the people in Corinthians stand in? They stood in the gospel that Paul preached to them. They stood in the gospel. Let's read on. By which also you are saved. By which, the gospel, you are also saved. Set at safety, everything you need, salvation. Which also you are saved. If, if, if. Did you know there was an if in the Bible? Did you know there was an if in the Bible? If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. Now, here comes the actual, the actual, bona fide definition of the gospel. Verse 3, for I delivered unto you, first of all, which I also received, how? That Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose again, according to to the scriptures. There is your definition of the gospel, that Jesus died, that he was buried, that he was raised again according to the scriptures. Now, what do we have so far? We have the gospel is the power of God. We have what is the gospel? The gospel is that Jesus died, that he was buried, Then he rose again the third day. What do we do with that gospel, with that power? That's where the power is. That's where the power was that healed my mouth. Where was it? It was in the gospel. It was in the gospel. And now we know the gospel is that Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again. We are after that power. Why serve a God that has no power? Why serve something that cannot help you? Why serve a God that has no power? We want to serve a God that has power. We want to serve a God that will bring us out of our infirmities, our weaknesses, our sin. That's the kind of God we want to serve. Well, you know what? That's the kind of God he is. Turn with me to Ephesians 1. I'm going to begin in verse 15. Wherefore I also, this is again Paul speaking, speaking to the Ephesians. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Do you know you have an inheritance? 
And then 19 is what I'm after. And what is the exceeding greatness, the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? Exceeding greatness, not just great, not just good, exceeding greatness of his power, exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. There is that gospel again. There is that gospel again, that Jesus died, that he was buried, and that he was raised again. And what was with that gospel in this verse? The exceeding greatness of the power of God. The power of God is in that gospel. It's in the gospel. And where does that power of God go to? It goes to us who believe. It goes to us who believe. Let's take a look at that gospel, a short look at it, about the exceeding greatness of that power that raised Jesus from the dead. Let's go to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 52 and 53 is Jesus on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection. Now, I want us to look at that body that was on the cross. I want us to look at that man that was hanging on the tree. I want you to look at what was put on him. I want you to consider what that body and that soul endured. I'm going to begin in verse four. Surely he has borne our sicknesses, our griefs. That's what the word grief means, sickness. And carried our pains, our sorrows. Sorrows is another word for pain. So surely, surely. You know when the word of God says surely, that means surely? Surely. He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace, our welfare, was put upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. So we have a man hanging on the tree. You say, but Jesus wasn't a man. You can't kill God. You can't kill a God. This man died. This man died, and on him the iniquity of us all. Of us all in his soul. In the body of Jesus. In his soul was your sin. Your sin. Your unbelief. Your sin. In the soul of that body. Every iniquity of every person. Laid on that one soul. And not only that. It says by his stripes we were healed. Every sickness, every sickness on that body. Have you ever considered that? You talk about stacking the deck. You talk about stacking the deck. Every sickness on that body. Cancer on that body. AIDS on that body. Gonorrhea on that body. 
an Ebola on that body. Every sickness you can consider, you can think of. You know, when I was in college, I worked at a school for handicapped children. I saw things that just made your heart turn sad. But you know what? Everything I saw in that school was laid on that body. All those handicaps, all those diseases laid on that body, that one body. And that body died. That body died with all those sicknesses and diseases. And the soul of that man, with all our sin, the sin of the whole world, he who knew no sin became sin, that soul went to hell. And you know what the power of God did? Have you considered the power of God, what it did? It took a soul that had every iniquity on it and it raised it out of hell. He pulled it out of hell. Psalms 18 says that the father went down and he pulled Jesus out of hell. Let's go there. Verse 15, Psalm 18. Then the channels of waters were seen and the foundations of the world were discovered at that rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils. He sent, the Father sent from above. He took me, that's Jesus, and drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. That Father, the Father, Jehovah, went down and got Jesus out of hell. And you know what happened in that tomb? You know what happened in that tomb with a body that had every sickness and disease on it? It stood up. It stood up. He was alive. He opened his eyes and he stood up, healed. He stood up without any sin in his soul. He stood up alive. He stood up and he walked out of the grave. He walked out of that grave, alive, alive, every sickness healed. That power of the resurrection, every sickness healed. Your sickness, your pain, your, your sin, your iniquity healed, delivered. He overcame every power and principality, stood up. And walked out, never to die again. Death, overcome that day. Death, the grave, overcome that day. That is the resurrection power of God. And you think he can't heal you? And you think that power can't heal you? You think that power can't forgive you? That man stood up in that grave and walked out. A man. A man walked out. Oh, Jesus wasn't a man? Don't forget, he told his disciples after he was risen from the dead. He said, handle me. You see, I have flesh and bones just like you do. And that flesh and bones stood up in that grave and walked out. Walked out. Your sicknesses, your diseases, that cancer is healed right now in Jesus' name. I'm going to say it. That gonorrhea is healed right now in Jesus' name. Thank God. 
right now in Jesus' name. That's the same power that caused that man to walk out of that grave. Your sicknesses, your diseases healed right now. Your sins forgiven right now in Jesus' name. Because that power brought him out of the grave. Let's go to one more verse. Acts 2. This is Peter speaking after he was baptized in the Holy Ghost. You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. Whom God has raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible. It was not possible that he should be holding of it. Do you see how God stacked the deck with Jesus? Every sickness, every sin, every disease, every iniquity, every perversity, every addiction. I mean, he put it all on him. And you know what? It was impossible, impossible that he would be holding in death. That is the power of the resurrection. That's the power that healed me from the, the attack on my mouth. That's the power that will heal you. It is available to those that believe, that trust in it, that look for it, that adhere to it. And where do you find it? You find it in the gospel. You put your heart and your mind and your soul on that gospel that Jesus died and he was buried and he rose again. I have to show you one more verse. Go to Mark 16 with me. You are looking for the power of God. You just like I was. I wanted to see God work. I wanted to see the power that they talked about. I experience it every day. And why? Because I know the gospel. Because it was taught to me. Because it's in my heart. And that's where you'll find the same power. Mark 16 verse 15. And he said unto them, Go you into all the world and preach the gospel. The gospel. Remember what we found in the beginning. The gospel is the power of God. The gospel is Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Believe what? The gospel. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That's where the signs come from. They come from the gospel. Preach it to yourself night and day. I spent years. I still do it. I preach myself the gospel because that's where the power is. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the musicians from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at KathyDavidsonWOL.com. That's W-O-L for Water of Life. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find her on the Internet at www.kathydavidsonwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.